Kicking things off for us on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. It is a pleasure to be talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. Uh, thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris, our longtime presenting sponsors as well. It is, uh, it is a great time to be alive in the great outdoors. Dove season is finally here. Uh, I'm leaving for Archery Elk in Montana as soon as we get off the air today, so uh, I've got that on my plate. Hope you guys have bunches of tags to fill and adventures to seek this fall. I know I certainly do, uh, but I'll tell you this. I don't think, well, I don't know. I don't think any of these upcoming trips are, are going to compare to taking my kids, the wife, and the dog dove hunting on opening day. It is a, a family tradition now. Henry is six, the girls are four, and they've all been hunting uh, every year of their life. Henry doesn't remember, you know, nine months old, his first dove season sitting there in a stroller with myself, Maverick, and Belle on either side of him. Uh, but uh, there's damn sure pictures of it out there that exist. And uh, same thing with the girls. When they were one, I think, was the first time I took them. Uh, so, you know, we do it every year, and they expect donuts and candy and snacks and sunflower seeds and that's fine because that stuff keeps them occupied uh henry however is he's kind of getting away from uh, he still loves all the junk but he's more interested in spotting birds for dad now and picking up dad's shotgun shells and um you know kind of, well it's kind of morbid but pulling the dove's head off if it's still alive which obviously is a, an ethical way to uh, put them out of their misery so to speak but yeah, it uh, we, we got a limit on opening day, and it was an absolute hoot. Uh, I mean, from Aaron looking over at me, uh, just kind of wondering what the hell I was doing after I kept missing literally uh, 65 shells to kill 15 birds. So it was uh, a very poor day from a shotgunning standpoint. I ended up putting down the 20-gauge and picking up the 12. Things went a little better, but that's still... Uh, that's better than the the average because the average dove hunter, at least in Texas, shoots seven shells per dove. So I tried to explain that to her, but that really didn't seem to impress her, to be honest. She kept looking at me funny and then finally just said, you really host a hunting show for a living? She's like just not connecting the dots on why it would be such a pathetic shot. But hey, it comes and goes, and I'll be honest, uh, other things have been on the plate this summer, and I did not shoot a shotgun all summer. The last time I shot one was during turkey season. I'm sure some of you guys can relate, and some others probably are out there shooting skeet all the time. Uh, life with three kids, though, lots of things that I used to do, like shoot skeet, train the dog, all that kind of stuff. Uh, kind of just goes on the back burner. That's life, I guess. But we still had a hell of a time. Um, cooked the doves up that evening. I got a recipe, a full Instagram TV video, if you want to check that out on my channel on how we prepared those dove and the the hearts as well, which is little Stella Ray. That is her favorite part of the dove, mine too. Uh, so save those hearts. And, and by the way, I hope that everyone else had a great opening weekend. And for those who haven't been out yet, hope that it is stellar 
when you do get out there into the dove patch. Um, here's what's on the docket for today. We are going to start off by visiting with Caitlin Lowe's. She is a brand ambassador for Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging, uh, our good friend. And uh, she recently has got some crazy stuff on her social media pages uh, when it comes to hog hunting on horseback. And so some pretty cool stuff to get in there with Caitlin. Uh, also, uh, women in the outdoor industry, she's doing it the right way, and I'll explain more on that coming up here in a bit. And then I think uh, we might even hit on her uh, Spanish Ibex hunt. So lots to get into with Caitlin. And then we'll spend a couple segments with Texas singer-songwriting, honky-tonking son of a gun. The great Corey Morrow will be here live in studio uh, he's got a great new tune that really encompasses the hunting and fishing lifestyle that we all love. And so we'll take a listen to that as he's bringing his guitar with him, no doubt about that. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear a couple other tunes and talk a little hunting and fishing as well. So that's what's on the docket for today. I'm certainly excited about it. Let's do a quick giveaway. How about a Vortex Optics t-shirt and a can of Lone Star Outdoor Show Pyro Buddy? It's the uh, Vortex Mule Deer shirt. All you have to do is email the word Vortex, that's Vortex, to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com, and you are entered into today's giveaway. Let's take a quick break. Up next, we're going horseback with Caitlin Lowe's right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Are you tired of waking up at 2 a.m. to fight public land skybusters? Cable here for Three Crow Outfitters and their new North Texas Duck Club, which consists of over 3,000 acres and 40 water bodies throughout Ellis and Navarro counties. Three Curl does the planting, provides metal blinds, decoys, and posts a weekly scouting report. All you and your buddies do is reserve the property you want and show up to hunt. This opportunity is limited to 10 four-person memberships, so for the waterfowling experience of your lifetime, go to threecurl.com or call 214-641-8097 today. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Pike County, Illinois, and the surrounding area is hallowed ground for whitetail hunters. And with 21 years experience, Golden Triangle Whitetails is the oldest outfitter in the state. Spread out over 14,000 acres, they have 350 acres of food plots, 500 tree stands, and over 80 box blinds. The guides take pride in having hunters harvest giant Midwest bucks. Golden Triangle Whitetail hunts the Illinois archery, shotgun, and muzzleloader season. They have a full-time chef and excellent lodging. Book your whitetail hunt of a lifetime by going to www.goldentrianglewhitetail.com today. I don't need that whiskey anymore. He's not the way I did back before. That stuff tried to kill me. Tell the truth, it never thrilled me. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Rock and roll. That one from my good friend Cody Jinks. Love that tune. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know I certainly am. And why wouldn't I be? Headed to Montana to chase elk with a stick and string, a place that I've never bow hunted. Uh, so looking forward to uh, spending a week in big sky country 
and seeing some new terrain and, and country that uh, I've never hunted before. So uh, hopefully you guys and gals are going to explore some new things this fall as well uh, because I think variety, and it's so cliche, but it truly is the spice of life. So um, we're about to jump into some hog hunting discussion with Caitlin Lowe's, who has really taken hog hunting to the extreme. Uh, because if you're doing it off a horse, yeah, that is pretty impressive. And she's here in studio with me today. Um, we're going to welcome her momentarily. But first, this segment is proudly brought to you by Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging. If you haven't seen the new Pulsar Axion handheld monocular, you need to check it out. It's a game changer, a compact thermal monocular. It's going to fit in your, your hunting pack. And I'm going to be using it specifically walking to and from my setups this year. You know, you don't want to blow deer out of an area, and we've all been there. You're walking to your stand in the dark. Next thing you hear, a doe blowing at you, and boom. It's like, oh, man, I just screwed this hunt up. No, that it's not going to happen if you are actively scouting with that axion before heading into your stand. You're going to know deer are there. If they're there, you just wait for them to move on, and then you climb on your stand. It's the axiom. It's compact in nature, but it is not short on features, and you can find it at PulsarNV.com. Plus, use that promo code Lone Star, and you'll get 20% off any of uh, Pulsar's thermal or night vision optics. PulsarNV.com. All right. Well, with that being said, let's bring on our first guest. Joining me now in studio, it is my pleasure to welcome the lovely Caitlin Lowe's to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so how was your summer? My summer was awesome. It was full of a lot more adventure than I had expected, but it's a good thing, though. Yeah. So, and I was glad it wasn't too terribly hot either. <laughs> I was pretty mild from, from my... Texas perspective anyway. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself as far as your upbringing, because we've been friends through our, you know, shared relationship with Pulsar for a few years now. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't know where you grew up or like how you started out, um, you know, got, how you got your passion for hunting and fishing in the outdoors. Okay. Yeah. So I'm originally from Arlington, Texas. I grew up, um, we have a small family place um, just west of the Metroplex, and I, you know, would take my horse out there. Originally, I just did a lot of sports through high school. I showed my miniature horses until I was a sophomore. Did volleyball um, partway through college, and then uh, ended up getting a degree in dental hygiene. Uh -huh. And so I'm a full-time hygienist Monday to Thursday. And then I also work in the outdoor industry. So I got picked up about three years ago from Mr. Sellers out in Mansfield, and I work now for Sightmark and Pulsar. So yeah. I do a lot of their social media type stuff and kind of float around. And yeah, you're you know. a brand amb ambassador. Yes. Um, yeah. So tell us about that. How did he? I mean, you you didn't really have any desire to pursue the hunting industry, did you? Right. Yeah. On a career level, right. so to speak. So I, you know, I love the outdoors. I love mm -hmm. hunting. I love fishing, riding. I mean, I'd rather be outside than inside any day. And the owner of the company, James, actually saw a photograph of me standing on my horse, shooting my bow off of him, and was like, "I need to interview this girl <laughs> for a marketing position." And they were kind of making some changes. So I interviewed, and about four months later, they said you've got the job and started a social media account. I'd never had any social media up until that point. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of under the radar there, I guess. And just said, all right, you know, let's see where it goes. It's a passion that I wanted to explore more and, you know, it's led me to travel around the world. So I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about those travels coming up here, um, in a little bit, but as far as opening up doors for you to go out and, and actually hunt, it's, you grew up doing it, but it has, right this relationship given you more opportunity to, uh, 
it seems like you're hunting hogs just about every weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. This opportunity has just led me to doors I never thought would open. Uh-huh. You know, I was used to just getting my stuff ready and going out and, you know, you shoot a white-tailed deer, grandfather teaches you how to skin it, and, you know, your dad helps you too, and uh, you bring home a deer for the year for your meat, and mm-hmm. then now this has been something that I can, hey, let me grab the thermal tonight, and then I'm going to go do this tomorrow. So absolutely, I've, I've met a lot of really neat people that have brought me along. I've, I've really learned how to, you know, I don't really guide hunts, yeah. but I feel like I could. I uh-huh. mean, you learn about the windage and where hogs want to be and just different stuff like that. It just, yeah, it's been one of those crazy wild adventures. So what is your favorite pulsar optic? Oh, I, I would have to say my trail, probably uh-huh. my trail XP 50, just cause I've used it the most. Yeah. Um, I just got my thermi on and I've taken it out a couple times, but that's pretty awesome too. Cause you can mount it, you know, not only to an AR style platform, but also a traditional rifle. Yeah. So that, 30, 30 millimeter ring. So any bolt action rifle. Right. Yeah. Right. So on the, on the Thermion. And yeah, I've got the trail too and absolutely love it mm-hmm. and have shot the Thermion. I think I have one that should be here in the next week or two. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, what about your, what, what caliber AR do you take? It's a 6.8. Okay. So I got that from LWRC. Those, those guys up there are awesome. I love that gun. It fits me perfectly. It's not too heavy. I was going to ask because, you know, you're, you're a petite lady. Mm-hmm. And those 308s are pretty heavy to be, especially right. for spot and stock thermal hunting. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. It's one thing when you're on the ground, you know, and I've used, you know, I hunt a lot with Todd Huey, so he has uh-huh. equipment all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, using a little bit larger gun, I can do it, but it's not as convenient for me, especially when you add a suppressor on the end, the length just gets a little bit yeah. too long, you know, with the strap and everything. But, um, yeah, my 6.8 is just perfect. It's just good length and good weight, and I can... Throw it over my horse, <laughs> hang it on the saddle, and off yeah. we go. Well, so you've got almost 30,000 followers on Instagram. And the thing that I've noticed about your page, which which I respect, is that there's tons of girls in our in our industry that have a lot more followers, but they use pictures of them in bikinis and sex mm-hmm. to get... It's just a bunch of dudes that follow their accounts, really, is all right. it is. Right. You don't do that. Was that a right. conscious decision you made or just your upbringing? It's both. Uh-huh. You know, it is a conscious decision. I think there's a fine line and boundaries between, you know, sporty and then the opposite where you get too um, exposed, yeah. which is not my nature. I'm a very conservative person to begin with. And so when I think about decisions like that, it's like it's not only affecting your brand, it's affecting your family, yeah. you know, the people that you represent. And so that will put you into certain categories of what are you in that avenue, in that industry. And it's not something that yeah. I'm initially comfortable with just right you know. well yours is all you know guns camo horses right yeah right and you got to be you think about who who are you going to be a role model to I mean uh-huh. there's a lot of young females in this industry especially nowadays that are up and coming and so you're going to be partly responsible people will look up to you so it's something that I've made a conscious decision to to be a little more on the conservative side yeah well the authenticity of your account I mean that's that's really what sells I think your your followers thank you and they're they're genuine. They're not just dudes that are on there just, you know. Right, right. Well, being, <laughs> exactly. Well, being in that thermal world, too, you know, that's a whole nother level. And you, you got to cater to those kinds of people. You yeah. know, they're spending a lot of money yeah. to get an optic like that. So you don't want to just pose it. You got to actually play the part. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I said, I respect you for that. Um, let's do this. Let's knock out a quick commercial break. And I want to come back and talk about hunting on horseback and maybe even um, your Spain trip too because that was something that was pretty cool. Absolutely, will do. 
All right, good deal. And uh, that segment, by the way, was brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. If you're looking for a family-friendly blind opportunity, maybe you know to introduce your kids to deer hunting or hog hunting, whatever the case, um, here's what I did last year. I put the big chingone on my deer lease in Wichita Falls, Texas, and then I put myself, my wife, all three kids. Hell, I could have put the dog in there if I wanted to. And five chairs, and we were comfortable. I couldn't believe we actually shot a deer because the kids were a little bit noisy. But somehow they got to see Daddy shoot a doe, and that was their indoctrination into whitetail deer hunting. That's a great way to introduce kids into the sport uh, because it's comfortable. Kids don't want to sit out in 20-degree weather and freeze their hineys off, and I don't blame them. So check it out. It's the Big Chingone. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. Up next, we'll saddle up and hunt hogs on horseback with Caitlin Lowe's right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. sheets on the line. Hi, I'm Luke Anderson, the owner of Colt Construction. I'm also a proud outdoorsman, proud to support the Lone Star Outdoor Show. With roots dating back generations of hard work in the outdoors, I take pride in serving the citizens of the Lone Star State. There are tons of so-called roofing contractors in North Texas, but having a qualified, experienced, trustworthy one to deal with is few and far between. We want to be your one-stop shop to leave it better than we found it and have a relationship that goes past just improving your home or business. We run on three main principles, quality, because quality comes with a price. We want to do it right the first time and use the best materials. Integrity, because you want to know the true condition of your home or business. And I'm going to be honest and tell you exactly what I think. Grit, because I've swung the hammer. Bottom to top, I've done the labor. I know how the system works. We specialize in many different systems, including metal, clay tile, flat roofing, and good old shingles. You can find us at coltbuilds.com, our Facebook page, or our phone number is 817-789-7588. Colt Construction, dirty hands, clean money, your blue-collar guy to call. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Well, baby, go ahead and arrange the flowers And prepare my eulogy Call my brothers to be my fathers Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Dallas Safari Club. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris as well, our longtime presenting sponsors. Uh, we are still visiting with Caitlin Lowe's 
and we're about to hop on her Appaloosa and chase some feral hogs. But before we do that, this segment proudly brought to you by First Light. You know, one piece that I have grown more and more fond of is the men's kiln quarter zip. Why? Because I sweat a lot, guys, especially if it's hot outside. This thing literally zips down essentially right past your pecs, almost to your stomach. And I love that feature because when it's hot outside, like I was dove hunting last week, zip that thing down. It's like a cool breeze airing me out. Uh, I'm taking it into the mountains next week as well. It's going to be one of my two base layer options that I'm going to have on hand. You should check it out. It's the Men's Kiln Quarter Zip. You can find it at firstlight.com. First light, go further, stay longer. All right. Well, uh, Caitlin, certainly appreciate you sticking around through the break and joining the conversation today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And let's talk about your Appaloosa, a Kodak. You know, firing a weapon off of a horse's back scares the living crap out of me. I mean, knowing my luck, I'd pull the trigger, the horse would buck me off, I'd be face down in the dirt, and the horse, you know, in the next county over. So anyway, how long have you had this horse, and how did y'all develop this trust to where he'll let you shoot a firearm off his back? Okay, yeah. So Kodak is the best horse I could have ever asked for. It's like literally God was like, here you go. This is your dream horse, you know? So I want to say I've had him since about 2014. He's about mm -hmm. six or seven right now. And I've grown up riding horses my whole life. I just yeah. had a great horse, you know, didn't really show him and whatnot. And uh, ended up getting this Appaloosa. And I love the spots. Like most people yeah. say Appaloosas are the best horse or they're crazy, you know? <laughs> Lucky for me, I guess I kind of, I'm kind of both, you yeah. know? So we're a good pair, Noah. But so when I train him, I first got him... I got him on, on him on bareback and just with a halter. So just kind of let him around the arena. You test the waters. You see, mm -hmm. you pay attention to their body language. What are their ears doing? You know, are they side passing? And from there, you just work on a lot of desensitizing them with tarps or balloons or anything that will scare them. So when I realized he's just a super calm horse, I'm like thinking, you know, I've always wanted to hunt. Maybe at some point I could. So I started shooting my bow off the ground. And my brother, Justin, was actually with me the first time that I did it. And he just stood right there. You know, oh. Kodak was like not even a, really aware of the noise, nor did he care. And so I did that a couple times on the ground, then sat in the saddle and did it. And then that same day, within like 30 minutes, I'm standing up on him, <laughs> you know, shooting the bow off him straight over, you know, his head. And you're quite tall. He's probably 16 one, about uh -huh. 16 hands. I mean, that's a big... That's a big horse. Yeah. So he's real heavy in the front end. He's very much what they term foundation bred. So he doesn't have a bigger back end like a lot of the core horses and things do. Real rugged, real hardy. So so from there, from bow hunting, I was like thinking, yeah, well, let's try shooting a gun around him. Shot a 22, you know, shot a little 380 on the ground. So everything I tried to do on the ground first, and then I moved to the saddle. That way he's used to the noise. Uh -huh. So I've, you know, shot anything up to a 270 that's unsuppressed yeah. off him now, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, so if you turn around that dog, Maverick, he was, him and I kind of started duck hunting together. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get him to duck hunt. I just got him with a, a girlfriend at the time, and she left, and he stayed. And then right. my buddies were like, bring your dog. We're going duck hunting. And I was like, he loves to swim, but he really hates fireworks. He's like one and a half at the time. Mm -hmm. No training. I mean, I took him swimming a lot, you know, but uh, I took him out that first day and he was so scared. Like he hated it. Yeah. Every time someone shot, he tried to, I had to time to the blind. Like, Oh gosh. <laughs> but finally someone knocked a duck down. Uh huh. I'd let him off of his 
his leash and he went and got the duck and that was it. He was never Seriously. He was never gun shy again. He just and he just like, and then then he was he was a duck dog. <laughs> knew his reward, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just and you know, that's what he was bred to do. Wow. So but as far as the history of the Appaloosa, I don't know a lot about horses. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure that you are pretty well versed in that. For the most part, yes. I mean, I know breeds all across. So know, where, where is that, like that a breed from here? Or? To be honest, I don't know. Okay. Um, I know they call them Native American horses. Right. I mean, you see in a lot of old photographs and stuff with a lot of the color. Um, and typically, those kinds of horses are just bred to be more hardy. They're on a lot of rocks. They like to go in different terrain, water. Um, they're just more... They're, they're just not as delicate. Uh-huh. They're just meant for being okay. out in the wilderness. Like running full tilt, chasing a feral hog. <laughs> exactly. Well, the funny thing about that is, so Kodak, I mean, I've taken him out so many times. He's starting to really realize hogs are the target. And when I was chasing that one hog down, you could even see in the video, once he figured it out, he sped up. I didn't even have to push him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his ears just locked in on him. He, he was just moving in and out of the trees and everything, just like it was his own. He was on a, a wild yeah. chase. And so who was someone filming that with a drone? I had actually a GoPro on my head. Okay. So when I was over there um, out at Hawk's Double Mountain Ranch, one of my good friends, Jamie uh, Nixon, he's my guide, and obviously we're good friends. And so the plan was to get GoPros on a handheld with the, um, was it the little gizmo or whatever keeps it more stable. Uh-huh. We had them on our heads, and we were going to shoot some hogs. And he was going to film me, so we'd have it from a couple of different perspectives. We were actually down at a watering tank. I shot. So one he's of, riding horseback, trying to film you while you're doing this. Correct. Both. <laughs> oh <my God> <laughs> I know. So you have to be a he's good not rider. Even looking at where he's going, he's looking at you. <laughs> right. So you you have to be a good rider, on I guess on on both both ends of it. But so we had gone down to this watering tank and were listening and stocked up on some hogs. And I shot a boar across probably 65 uh-huh. yards or so. And for a minute, it was like popcorn. I mean, these things just took off everywhere you could hear them all around I had my eye on or my ear on the one on the left I could see a little small window of his ear flapping but didn't have a good shot so um anyway so after they all scattered at the time I didn't know that I hit it but when I review the footage it has that double tap that's like the best sound ever when you shoot (laughs) a hog you got a suppressor and then you hear the double tap so um so we took off you know up the the valley there and there were so many hogs I thought he was following me, and he thought I was following him, and so we ended up getting separated, and uh, I ended up finding that one that was sitting next to me in that brush, uh-huh. and when I heard it, I was like, man, that's a that's a beast of a hog, uh-huh. and so I saw him probably 100 yards away on Kodak, and we just took off, and Kodak saw him and sped up, and you know, I just ran him down with a pistol, so I had my AR thrown across my saddle horn on the opposite side, just hanging there the whole time. You know, I totally forgot about him, thinking, oh, I've got it. There's no way this thing's getting away. So Jamie let me use his uh, HK 45 USP to chase him down and shoot him. So it was was pretty awesome. So you're going as fast as you can. When I get on a horse, I'm trying to go as slow as possible. (laughs) Right. And I usually ride like maybe twice a year, and it's only because it's um, dictated by going into the backcountry, and it's that's the best means of transportation. Right. And I, I love horses. I love the idea of like, I, I wish I was more of a, you know, a horseman, Horse cowboy, but, uh, no, it, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always <laughs> a little, uh, it's a little scary for me to be honest. It and, is. Well, I mean, you, you throw firearms and, in the mix yeah. and that's a whole nother level. The mountains you know? are dangerous too, you know? Right. That's, uh, the cliffs I've, and everything. I was on a, uh, a lion hunt a couple years ago and the, the cowboy, the guide, uh, 
he wouldn't even put me on a horse. He put me on a mule, and he called me a dude. He's like, dudes don't get to ride horses. They ride they ride mules. Oh my! <laughs> because because the mule was uh, calmer. Mm-hmm. People say mules are stubborn, but in the mountains they don't they don't stress out like these high, like I guess the horses are like more purebred and just high stress, high energy. Right, more react, very reactive yeah, to yeah. stuff, not as sure-footed exactly. as they say mules are. Yeah, so he puts me on the mule. And uh, and there was one time he took me up this rocky pass. The mule slipped, and I was like, oh, yes, this is <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but he said, he, you know what he said? He said the horses are like a sports car. Right. And the mule is like a four-wheel drive. And that, so the mule went down on all fours with me on its back, and then uh, kind of like one foot at a time just lifted just me back, back up. Just back Wow. Just kept going. So Wow. I, that's anyway. a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Um, well, so you've hunted hogs off of Kodak. Yes. What else have you hunted, or do you yes. intend to hunt off of him? So this fall, I would love to take a whitetail at our family place. Uh-huh. Um, I think Indian that, horse, you're doing Indian stuff. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's kind of funny how that works out. So I think I'll have a good opportunity um, for a whitetail, and then I may either plan a buffalo hunt or an oryx hunt back at Hawks Ranch. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet as far as the exotic part. So we'll see. We'll make a, we'll make a good plan. And have you done, I know you've shot your bow off of him. Have you yes. actually bow hunted? I have. So a year ago this past summer, I was out at that ranch uh-huh. and I missed a couple hogs. I'm not even kidding you by like two inches right mm-hmm. below the heart on one. And the other one, as the arrow was in mid flight, the hog jumps up. And that arrow hits, I mean, right in that heart position. And he was laying in the dirt, so you could see his outline and everything. Well, there was a red stag right behind him in the brush that we didn't see that he had heard before he heard us. Uh. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, so I'll have to go back and, and shoot a boar with my, my bow at some point. But I, I will bow hunt off him. I'm not a huge bow hunter. I would love to get into it more, but I just, you don't have enough time to do everything you want to do. That is true. That is true. I'd love to do more thermal hunting, you know. Right. <laughs> but, the problem with thermal for me is, you know, you've got three kids and then you're shot for the next day. It's yes. Because like, you get home at like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when the sun's coming up and then the wife leaves for work and she's like, here, deal with these <laughs> little humans that right. belong to you. Right. <laughs> right. So, And you can't just go to sleep then, you know, when you're yeah. exhausted. So I get that. Yeah. So for me, it's like if I go to the deer lease, that's my time to get away and, and play with the thermal stuff. Nice. Um, what other goals do you have as far as the outdoor industry? Are there other things that you want to accomplish? You know, I have gotten to the point where I am, I'm very happy with... Fulfilled? I do feel fulfilled, uh-huh. yes. I feel confident. I feel like I'm on a path that I'm supposed to be on. But I also am eager for more. I mean, I would I would love to get in and rep on their brands, mm-hmm. you know, kind of create more of a personality or different trend or style within the industry that most people haven't seen yet. So, you know, ultimate goal, yes, I want to be in this industry the rest of my life. I love it too but much. You like, you know, you like being a dental hygienist, but you would yes. leave that if... If this opportunity was full time, I think if the right opportunity came along, you know, uh-huh. medical field, I'm sure you know they they make pretty good money. Right. So, and I can't complain yeah. getting off at three, not having to answer phone calls, and having funds to go That's do. That's how a, I get to call this a job. <laughs> my wife's a nurse practitioner. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah. we'll see. I think you know, in God's plan, if that's what's meant to be, it will in the right time. Uh-huh. So awesome, awesome. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about on a different note is this. Um, you went to Spain. Uh, yes. It was a year and a half ago or something. Yes. And you shot an Ibex. I did. We actually had Corey Mason, the Dallas Safari Club executive director, on oh, like a month ago. And he went on an Ibex hunt in Spain. And, yes. Uh, we heard about his experience. But I'd love to hear about, about yours. And I'm always intrigued by the wine and the, the culture and the countryside of Spain. I, th- I don't think a lot of people realize the 
great hunting opportunity that exists there. Yes, absolutely. So just kind of a quick backstory. I had um, run into this company called Four Aces Outfitters when I was at the Dallas Safari Club show two years ago. Um, they had kind of entertained the thought of me maybe going to Africa. I couldn't take off work for that. So we kept in touch the next year. Um, I felt comfortable, went to dinner, and they offered me a position to be the U.S. agent for their company. And so I'm like, this, this is crazy, but yeah, yeah, why would I not? So part of that, I got to go over to Spain and shoot a Bicete Ibex. So it took me on, the, I guess, two full days. I worked the Madrid show, uh-huh. the hunting show there, and then hunted. And then after that, I want to say I toured around Spain to Madrid and Barcelona afterwards, after the hunt, which was incredible. I mean, most people don't think about hunting in Spain. It's not uh-huh. something that's has been as popular. It's becoming a lot more popular and I love it. I mean, Spain is just incredible. It's beautiful. You know, you're in the middle of nowhere and you see these old buildings that have been around, you know, since the 12, 1300s mm-hmm. with the white rocks lining all the different fields of crops and everything. And so that's just, words can't describe how beautiful it is and what an opportunity it is to be in a place like that, doing that. I wanted to ask you this too. We got Corey's take on this and uh, I figured I'd throw it out to you as well. What was the mindset of the Spanish people in regards to hunting? Cause you, I mean, obviously you deal with it. I deal with it all the time on our social media stuff. Right. Anti hunters. I mean, that's why I made, made my Instagram private was just to just, I was just done dealing with it. it. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. You're the third person this week that stole me. Hope, hope my kid gets run over by an 18 wheeler because right. I shot, what name, whatever animal it was, you know? Right, so exactly. I just was like, I'm done with that. What about Spain? Are the people open-minded to hunting there? Do they embrace it? Or do they deal with, do you deal with the same crap that we deal with here? I think to an extent you can deal with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was exposed on my trip to most of the people who really liked the hunting side of it. Sure. And while I was there, I really got the perspective of the conservation aspect of it. You know, you, you're paying to shoot something, you know, that meat will go to the village or the money goes to the village and it just, it's that whole cycle of life. And come to find out that type of animal, what that was almost, you know, probably extinct at one point or in very, very, very low numbers Mm -hmm. has drastically increased, you know? So just seeing that whole perspective of it was pretty incredible. You know, the people up there are very kind. They're very nice, just laid back. And, you know, being a blonde going over there, taller than a lot of people, (laughs) it's kind of like, they're like, who, you know, who's this girl? And I know when I pulled up to the gas station, it had to be four 30 in the morning to meet the locals. Cause everywhere you go, you know, there's a local that will come with you and then there's scouts all around the mountain. So you know where the Ibex are in pretty good relations. So I just remember walking in and they looked at me and they're like, hmm, <laughs> you know, I don't, this girl probably doesn't know anything about any of this stuff and right. then ended up shooting a fox about... Like shoot, I've been hunting longer than y'all have. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, right? But I ended up shooting a fox, I want to say about 250 yards, 225, something like that. Dro- I mean, smoked it, just mm. dropped it. And I was all excited. I think from then on, they were like, okay, like this girl actually <laughs> does what she says. But That's how we do it in Texas. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. But no, the people, I think you, you're going to get that regardless of mm-hmm. where you go. It just depends on how you respond to it. Just, you know, move on from there. So, and so if someone wanted to, to book an Ibex hunt, they could contact you? Absolutely. <laughs> right yes. on. Yes. Right on. What, why don't you go ahead and give us your, your social media stuff so people can follow along? Sure, absolutely. So my Instagram is just at Caitlin Lowe's. It's K-A-I-T-O-I-N-L-O-W-E-S. I have a Facebook, but I'm not really active on there quite yet. So, And I also think later, probably 
mid to end of September, I'm actually going to get a website. So oh, okay, cool. I'll probably start putting more blog types out I thought you were about to say I'm going to get a Twitter account. And like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I probably will not be on Twitter. So no, but I'll, I think I have a Twitter account. I haven't checked it in like six years. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. you can only do so much, yeah. you know, you can, well, in our industry, uh, photos, you know, are worth a thousand words. And yes. Twitter's just all words. And yes. so it's just, it's not worth messing with. Doesn't work. Uh-huh. So. Um, well, awesome stuff. I look forward to seeing pictures of uh, a white tail buck or doe. Uh, coming up the season that, that you and Kodak have taken together. Absolutely. It's truly been a pleasure having you in studio. Thank you so much for having me. So there she goes, our mutual friend uh, from our relationship with Pulsar, Night Vision, and Thermal Imaging, Caitlin Lowe's. She certainly has an interesting story. And, you know, there's just a lot of girls out there in the industry who I don't respect. Um, and I wouldn't really give what they say a second thought because they have no expertise in the outdoors uh, whatsoever. They just look good in a bikini, and uh, and therefore they're a so-called brand ambassador. But Caitlin is far from that, certainly knows her stuff, and seems pretty fearless, to be honest, uh, doing all the stuff she is on horseback. Uh, that segment of the presentation was brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. The Camo Can is available again right now, this hunting season. So grab a 12-pack on your way to the lease, and remember, celebrate the harvest responsibly with an ice-cold Lone Star beer. Well, let's take a break. Up next, a treat, no doubt, uh, someone who's been filling dive bars and dance halls for some 25-odd years, a legend of sorts on the Texas scene. The great Corey Morrow joins us in studio on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. I said, that's just the way I roll, baby, got a little rebel in my soul, let's get it on. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Hey everybody, this is Max Stalling, and you're listening to my buddy Table Smith on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. I've got this friend, he's a lawyer in Dallas, and his folks grow potatoes out Panhandle Way. He talks of bob wheels and playboys and turkey. Off come his wingtips and boots take their place. A little smooth, Max Stalling, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show Base Runs, the name of that one. I'm Cable Smith, by the way. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a treat, a pleasure, and an honor to be talking outdoors with you. So thanks for dropping by. Um, we're moving right along, about to <laughs> be joined here in studio. Actually, he's sitting right across from me. Uh, the great Corey Morrow is here. He's got his guitar. We're going to talk a little hunting and fishing, hear some brand spanking new tunes, as well as probably a classic, uh, if, I, if I get my way anyway. <laughs> Uh, Corey's looking at me a little funny there, but, uh, anyway, we're about to jump into it with Corey, but first this segment brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to invite you to get plugged in with this great group of folks who are passionate about hunter's rights, education, and of course, conservation. Head on over to biggame.org. Check us out. We'd love to have you in our ranks. And with that being said, our next guest, uh, someone whose tunes I've been jamming out to uh, 
uh, deer camp or in the truck or anywhere else for that matter for, gosh, maybe nearly 20 years now. It is my pleasure to welcome Corey Morrow to the show. Thank you, my man. Yeah, it is a pleasure to have you here. So uh, how is life on the road uh, for a well-traveled soul like yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it is life on the road still. It's, uh, it's, it's really good, though. It's better than it used to be. Um, been a better place, uh, generally speaking, and uh-huh. uh, surrounded by um, folks that uh, you know are encouraging and uh, trying to help me do better in my daily struggles uh, to handle those things better and, and you know, to, to kind of keep me on a, a path that's a little bit more honorable and, and more intentional. So uh, life on the road is definitely um, uh, better than it used to be. Right on. Did you get a chance to uh, get outdoors at all this summer? A little bit. Not as much as I had hoped. Um, it was still too hot. <laughs> no man um we got out on the boat a little bit and yeah. um honestly i've been working on my car i've got a um actually my tr- i've got a suburban a 1990 suburban i've been doing an ls swap in and um so i've been spending a lot of time at, at a at a friend's shop um up in the woodlands a, a group called mod mafia uh-huh. and uh, my buddy brian meadows uh has been helping me um we go up there uh been going up there for the last month or two um working on the Suburban in the Mod Mafia shop, which is <laughs> nice. I don't know if you ever worked in an air-conditioned shop, but it's pretty sweet. You get a lift, and you have all the tools you want. and uh-huh. uh, It's like a gearhead's uh, paradise, and um, I've become a gearhead over the past, I don't know, four years or so. And um, so I've just been like, all I can think about is that truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've been doing this a long time with contemporaries like Jack Ingram, Pat Green, Roger Kreger. I know who's a good friend of yours. Um, it was you guys who really, I think, took the baton from people like Jerry Jeff Walker, Ray Wiley Hubbard, uh, even Robert Earl Keane. So my question for you is, because I think y- y'all's era, I mean, that's where I came into to Texas music right? Um, in high school and college. I'm 38, so right in that y'all's wheelhouse. Um, who, in your opinion, are you passing? Not that we're putting you out to pasture, because you're still making great music, right. obviously. But well, who, who do you like? Right I now? don't know that the baton is a good. That's a good uh, analogy. Um, no offense, but uh, I think that the uh, the idea uh, is we we've been welcomed into a society. Is mm-hmm. the more the way that I look at it. Um, baton is kind of like saying that they're put out to pasture. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm being put out to pasture, or that anybody else was put out to pasture by me. So, right. Um, I think that uh, it's it's been an honor to to even be to have people say that that we're in that same. Uh, family is is J. Jeff Walker and, and guys like that. So, thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, the guys, man. There's there's so many. There's so many that are that are coming up. There's uh, Garrett Bryan uh, who's going to be playing with us tonight. Obviously, uh, Cody Johnson. People found out about him. Yeah. And uh, you know there was there was time not too long ago when people didn't know about him. And uh, uh, there's a bunch of bunch of folks. I I honestly don't get out as much as I used to. So the, the folks that I see are the ones that are we're doing shows with. Right. Um, uh, there's a group called My One and Only out of Nashville, or not out of, not in Nashville, out of Tennessee. Sorry, uh-huh. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> um, but there's 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 a bunch of groups. It's um it's kind of fun watching uh, the 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 next generation come up and do it, and to to even be a part of it. It's been pretty awesome. But uh, you know, there's the guys that are younger than me, honestly, like William Clark Green's younger than me, and Josh Abbott's younger than me, and they've been they just blowing up, and and it's really it's really cool to watch yeah. see these guys take off um, with their music. Um, Parker McCollum, you know, uh-huh. just just in, insane, the following that they've got. Yeah. Um, you know, if I didn't have, uh, if 
if I didn't have my, my wits about me, I might get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whiskey and Pride is the ninth studio album. Uh, what would you say right? separates it from the others? Everyone's, I know, like a child. It's a baby. <laughs> but what, uh, what makes it different? Man, you're right. Every, every, every album is, for me, it's a, it's a walk through my life. And so they sort of depict the different uh, stages and they, they reflect what I'm going through. Um, this was a big co-writing album for me. Um, did a lot of, a lot of co-writing on this record. And, uh, so we kind of had a general, general theme that we were kind of going for, but we also wrapped ourselves around, you know, life that was going on with us. Um, but I, I really, I enjoyed the, uh, this, to me, it's a venture out, um, musically a little bit kind of going back to, uh, the roots of, of the way that I wrote um, when I first started out writing. That's, how, that's the way I feel about it. I don't know if uh, the fans are going to feel the same way as, as I do, but um, I definitely don't have uh, the same eye that the fans do about my music <laughs> or, or even T-shirts that we put out to sell. But, um, man, it's, it's a lot of fun to play these songs. Um, some of them I, I, I just can't wait to sing in the set list. Uh, half of that's due to it being new. Mm-hmm. And you like kind of doing new stuff, uh, and the other half is just the, some of the grooves that we've laid down are, are really, for me, they're they're going to last a long time. So, yeah. um, but the you know the subject matter is still um, kind of talking about the, the 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 things that we all struggle with. I think, and for me, my faith is is always something that uh, I'm trying to focus more on, without being uh, preachy because. Um, I'm the one who needs to be preached to the most, you know. Sure. So I def- sure. definitely am not in a position to preach to anybody. Right. Well, you got a new single out. It's called Let's Take This Outside. Yeah. Uh, Which is why take, we're here. Yeah, we're going to take a listen to that. But I do want to hear a little bit about the backstory because I think our listeners will really relate to how the song came about. Yeah, that was uh, written for uh, a ministry called Majesty Outdoors, which is a a children's uh, fatherless children's ministry out of Corpus Christi. A guy named Bill Blodgett, a friend of mine, is uh, the founder and the, the head pastor. And um, he asked me if we could come up with something that encompassed what they did. And we've been on a few retreats with them. We go hunting down in South Texas, and we went fishing out in Louisiana. And oh, nice. they take um, a, a kid from the South Texas area that has um, a, a fatherless environment at home. Um, from one way or another, uh, I was kind of growing up without that, that father figure. And I think, you, you know, you and I were talking about it on the way over here. It's, it's something that is, uh, it's becoming a problem, you know, and it, you can't really have the right balance without having that father in the, in the mm-hmm. house. That's, that's how I feel about it. And I, I feel very strongly about it and their ministry feels very strongly about it. So they take these kids out hunting and they take them fishing and they, they bring guys like, uh, me along to to kind of like go through it with them um pat green's been out on these trips with them and um it's an opportunity for us to 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 share the things that we've seen in life uh, with these kids and, and to be that kind of big brother type yeah. uh father type figure for them to encourage them to tell them to pull their bootstraps up and not be a wuss and go out there and, right. and deal with the, the struggles and the problems that life's going to throw at you mm-hmm. uh and so we went on these trips and, and we got to hang with these kids and we got to experience the, the love that this ministry gives to these children. They just, they, they shower them with love, man. And, um, at the end of every episode, we all come in and we put hands on, on, uh, on this kid's head and we pray for him. And this group of like 20 or 30 men and women would, it's like a football, uh, a group where they all put their hand in, you know, and everybody's reaching in from the outside. 
and we're all praying over this kid and it's just you just feel the holy spirit moving you feel the power of god moving in the room and and it's really it's really incredible so he asked me bill asked me to write a song that sort of in encompassed the whole idea of what happens when you go out into nature into god's god's world god god created all this and what it feels like if we had experiences growing up hunting and fishing what that was like what came out of that um and and how that can relate to what they're doing with their with their ministry and so i went to my friend kyle hutton and drew womack and we went off into a cabin and we sat down for an hour and we just started talking about our life experiences growing up and what our dads or father figures did with us taking us hunting and fishing and and what that meant to us and what that 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 shapes a a child as as you know very well um, and having that experience young at a, at a young age, I think is really, really good for a boy and even and, and for girls too, because they, they have girls and boys on this trip. And it's, it's funny. I got, uh, I got outgunned by a girl on one of the shows, <laughs> uh, but it's really, it's, it's a really, really important thing. And, um, so we, well, we got know, together and we just started, we started talking about that and it all started coming up in the, in the song. And it was like, that's the, the idea of let's take this outside. Uh-huh. It's like an idea of let's go fighting, you know, let's, let's take this argument outside. But it was really funny how that got thrown into the mix. And it was like, no man, let's take all this angst and all this, this desire to go, you know, wrestle and shoot guns and, and, you know, kill stuff and go, let's go outside, man. Let's go see God's world. Let's go see God's nature. Let's go see God's love and creation and let's experience it together and, and do something, uh, that we were meant to be doing. Yeah. Well, I know you're obviously on the road on the weekend, so I don't know how much opportunity you get to go to yeah. church. I was telling you because of this job I'm yeah. on the road, maybe twice a month. It doesn't leave a lot of, uh, church time, you know, like pew time. So my sanctuary is, like you just said, outside. That's you know, That's, That's where I feel close to God. All you have to do is just look around and you see well, everything that he's created. So. That's right. And we said it, uh, we said it earlier that, that we are the church. And you know, we don't have to go to a building mm-hmm. or get with a certain group of people. It's whoever you're around right then. Mm-hmm. That's your opportunity to share what God's all about. And when you're out in the wild, when you're out on the water, you know, man, that's, there's nothing more raw and more more real than, than, than that. That's God's creation right there, man. And we get to, we get to, uh, track it down and, and shoot it and eat it and yeah. use the skin and, uh, you know, really do the things that we're supposed to be doing with all this stuff. And, and, uh, um, man, uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience to be a part of this, uh, organization and be a part of this ministry. And the, as the years go on, uh, our involvement gets, uh, bigger and, um, my heart grows, uh, just expands for for these kids and for what they're doing and it helps it honestly helps you know in my personal life too yeah yeah well very cool let's take a listen to it let's do that all right (laughs) you ready i'm ready all right
a sound Watch for the barbed wire Bail to the ground Hear the wind Whispering in the blinds Anticipating what we'll find Oh, leaving all the noise Behind Oh, let's take this out Awesome, man. Love that tune. First time I heard it, you know, it was like 4 a.m. wake up call. That's what my, that's what my family's right. doing this weekend. We're going dove hunting, taking all of them. So, you, that, that, I mean, that's perfect alliteration there. Uh, you know, on the water or in a blind. Right. All that stuff it relates to my audience, you know, every one of us. That's that's who we are. That's what we do. And, uh, and I, th- I think you, that song captures it perfectly. Thank you, man. We, we're we really felt good about it when we got done with it. And I really like the way that the music turned out on the record, but the, uh, you know, that riding across the water into the sunrise, like that was, I'd never really done that before. I'd never gone out and gone fishing. Um, I'd gone, and gone hunting, you know, at four o'clock in the morning and you go get in the blind. And then when you wake up, the sun's up and the deer's <laughs> 10 feet from you. I've had that happen. Uh, but I never really went out fishing till, till the show took me out and we got up for the sunrise and we got out on the water, man. And as we're cruising, you know, we're, we're down, um, in Louisiana on the coast and we're cruising out to go, um, do, uh, I think we we're flounder fishing uh-huh. and, uh, something else. I can't remember. Maybe redfish. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyway, he's going to get on me for not remembering, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure flounder was involved, but, uh, yeah. we were, we were just cruising, man. And, and the sun was coming up over the, uh, the horizon and on this, the water was just so smooth in the mornings, you know, mm-hmm. and 
oh man, that just, that, and they got, they got a, a good uh, bit of film on it too. It just really, really just grabs you, man. Yeah. God's, you know, um, reality, the, the proof of God is, is all around us, man. It's in everything that we see and everything that's growing, everything that's changing and evolving. And yeah. uh, I just think it's beautiful um, to go out there and, and just close your eyes and be still and experience it. Well, faith is obviously a major factor. I mean, the driving force in your life and your family. Um, it wasn't always that way. You go back to your younger days. And then the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I, I listen to all this music now from the guys. I said, you know, we're not putting you out to pasture. And I use that, <laughs> I use that term, passing the baton, which you rejected immediately. Uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, these guys all sing about cocaine. In, in, I didn't hear you or Pat. Or oh, I did. You know, guys. You, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was there was a song. Big city stripper. <laughs> okay, there you can make. Well, there's an album. Connected uh, dots there. Nothing left to hide uh-huh. that um, didn't get as much uh, love as, as as some of our other records. But there's a song on there talking about cocaine. And, and uh, my my sister and her her daughters um, when it came out, her, her kids were like six or something like that. And, and I was like, hey, you're not gonna let them listen to that song, are you? And she goes. They're your nieces. I'm going to let them listen. They want to listen to Uncle Corey. They're going to listen to Uncle Corey. So you need to think about that when you you know do these yeah. recordings. And I'm like, oh crap, you know. Yeah. And and you you deal with the things you deal with uh, that you do, and you you have to you have to uh, be a man like we we're saying earlier, pull your bootstraps up and deal with the consequences of your actions. And yeah. so I've had that conversations with mm-hmm. them about you know this is Daddy Uncle Corey was stupid. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have a lot of explaining to my own kids, but um, yeah. Uh, what was the question? Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of these guys are writing about cocaine now, and I think like there was a time where I, I didn't hear cocaine really referenced in country music, and now it seems like it's coming back. Yeah. And as someone who's been down that road and conquered yeah. those, those demons and whatever, what would you say to these younger guys? I mean, Man, you know, you're right. I, faith is a major, is everything for, for me now. My, my faith and my, my relationship with Jesus is pretty much the, the founding uh piece of my life and and it's every everything filters through that um and when i'm not doing good it's because i'm not allowing him to be my filter mm-hmm. i think that i had to go through those stages of of not knowing him running from him um not chasing him not wanting to believe that he's there and trying to find my happiness in the things of this world um in drugs and relationships and in fame and popularity and money and and all those things are going to bring you some happiness they're going to, I mean, I'm not, that's why you chase them because they give you little bits of happiness. But Mm -hmm. if you have a soul, which most of us do, you're going to come to that place where it's not fulfilling. The reason it's not fulfilling is because it's not real. It's not truth. And it's not coming from God. It's not joy. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't get joy from the things of this world. You get joy from the Holy spirit. And it's not a um, conditional thing. You can be um, in a really horrible place in your life and be filled with all kinds of like, devastating events going on around you and you can still be filled with joy because you know that you're loved and you know that there's a a bigger purpose to it all Mm -hmm. and you can see that bigger purpose through it so i would say to these guys keep writing whatever it is that you're experiencing um maybe be cognizant of the fact that kids are listening (laughs) but um and i write write what's going on in your world right what's going on in your life because for me it's therapy the writing is is definitely sort of autobiographical and it's really, really good to get that out. Uh, so I think it's healthy. Um, but you know, I would also encourage them to to seek and and seek seek the Lord. Say a prayer every once in a while and see what happens. Uh, and try that uh, as opposed to you know sticking a straw up your nose. Well, 
let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a listen to a tune that I asked you if you'd play this. And you're like, oh man, I don't even know if I want to play that. I haven't played it in a while. But you're, like, you're the second person that's asked me to play it here yeah. recently, and it's in spite of spite. It's one of my favorite, not just Corey Moore songs. It's one of my favorite songs, and um, I think it's off of a it's off of a 2001 record. So this one goes back a ways. Yeah, that was uh, outside the lines record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was one of the first ones we did where there was a lot of acoustic stuff on there. We didn't have full-on drum kits and bass players and stuff. We, uh, I would play the song acoustically, and then they would come in and add like a, a, a stand-up bass and then a guy playing like different kind of percussion stuff. So it was really a neat experience to put that together. And that song, uh, now that you've said it, and my, my other friend requested it, and he gave me his perspective on the way that he, he what he gets from it. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Music is so beautiful that I'll write it, from this perspective and this is what I mean in these words and this is what these lines mean and this is what the song is supposed to be about but you hear it and you tell me it's about overcoming and it's about you know it's it's about finding your way through and fighting through the hate of the world and using love to do that and my friend was telling me his perspective was coming from kind of a similar place like we're all failed and flawed but uh, there's something bigger mm-hmm. and, and it's better and um, it's kind of cool to know that that's that's how it got um, translated, I guess. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I think I'm. To me, this is a sign that I need to bring that song back, and I need to start analyzing it and having a little bit uh, of prayer time as to why you guys are bringing it up, <laughs> and talk to God about uh, what's the what's going on in that song and what's going on with me. Well, and we talked about this too. Uh, obviously, Step Brothers is a movie that you like, <laughs> one that I like. But we each have like a phrase that when we think of that movie and, and that's kind of, it's like the same thing with music. Like, what do you think of when you think of Step Brothers? And, I, and I'm like, are uh, Benita Fish big? I'm Benita Fish big. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Right. And it, and it you, but you, you'll have a general feeling when somebody says Step Brothers, the general feeling is laughter. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and when you say the song in spite of spite, I kind of, I kind of go, oh. And I get a little bit defensive because I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody because yeah. the way I thought when I wrote it was I'm trying to say something and I didn't really have an education to say anything. I was just talking out of my butt and saying what I thought to be the, the truth. And now that I've studied the word and I've been digging in and I'm starting to understand better who God is and what his word's all about, um, I kind of see that perspective as flawed. But now I'm starting to kind of realize that that's kind of, I think that's kind of the point is like, it's okay for me. Just like it's okay for these guys to write these songs about cocaine, it's okay for us to be flawed and talk about it mm-hmm. and and sing about it. Um, I think the encouragement is, don't forget that there's a truth out there and and talk about your flawed, confess your flawed, uh, and then go seek out uh, the truth. Go seek out that love that that is forgiveness and mercy and grace. Well, let's take a listen to it. Let's do it. Some teasing when I was young. You know, them kids, they threw 
should have told them the truth by now, Lord. They won't believe my ways. I'm just a man. I have my ups and downs. You know, I have my share of bad days. But I ain't friends with Billy Graham. Man, I appreciate it. I know you had to you had to work that one up because it's been a while since you played it. <laughs> yeah, so. four, four or five takes. Yeah, so, but I love it. And thanks, I, thanks for playing that for me. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, hear a couple more tunes, and uh, maybe talk a little fishing as well. We're gonna hear for, from uh, a word from your sponsors. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> sponsors like Vortex Optics, and that's uh, who brought you this segment. By the way, check out the new Razer HD four thousand laser rangefinder. If you haven't already, I mean, if you're into rangefinders and, you know, um, knowing how far away your target is, that kind of thing, <laughs> well, the Vortex Razor 4000 is the best in the industry. Check it out. You can find it at vortexoptics.com. Vortex, the force of optics. We'll be right back with more from our friend Corey Morrow on the Lone Star Outdoors show. Hey y'all, spring is here, and that means a lot of things, but specifically, your lawn is about to become your own worst nightmare. That's why I use JC's Landscaping. They do everything from lawn and landscape maintenance to fertilization and weed control. New premium sod installations. Hey, you need a French drain? I had to have them put in a French drain a couple years ago. They do that too. Landscaping updates, makeovers, stone borders, patios, and much more. Serving the North Dallas and surrounding areas, you can find them at jclandscapingllc.com and tell them cable sent you. Climb aboard the bus and grab your bum One on the bottom is the one you want Let's rock and roll As you roll down the road Plug John Wayne in a VCR 
There's a classic from Jerry Jeff Walker. He's back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Bar Club. Cable Smith here with you today. Got our good friend Corey Morrow in studio as well. Uh, thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris, our longtime presenting sponsors. And thank you very much. Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. They've been taking care of me for a long, long time. I don't even remember. I think it's eight or nine years. Josh and Becky Gunther have become my good friends. That's something, you know, previously I, I went from taxidermist to taxidermist. I've been burned by a couple of them. You know, one guy, uh, he dodged my calls for two years. Finally, when I got a hold of him, he gave me my black buck antelope back in the same bag that I had given it to him. And it just been sitting in his freezer for two years. Well, that crap doesn't fly at Rustic Reminders. Josh and Becky answer the phone when you call. They do amazing work, and they offer fast turnaround time. Uh, you can find them at gr8mounts.com. That's gr8mounts.com. Well, let's jump back into it here with Corey Morrow, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. Certainly appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. I, I didn't really have anywhere else to go, but but thanks. <laughs> and these handcuffs are really getting starting to wear on my, right, right. my legs. Well, so uh, how about Corey Morrow, the outdoorsman, as far as your upbringing? I know you did hunt and fish as a yeah. kid. Do you have a, like a favorite um, deer camp memory? Or I don't know. <laughs> Everyone remembers the first deer that they shot, but is there something crazy that happened? Yeah, so I mean, the first deer I shot was when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a, a fraternity brother's uh, ranch, and, and uh, I shot a doe. And we were we we went and got the well I shot it and it ran off, <laughs> and then we went and got it and we put it in the back of the jeep and as the sun was coming up and we're driving back to camp, uh, we turn on the radio and we're down in South Texas near San Antonio and it's uh, 680 FM or AM sorry 680 AM and it was a uh, Juice Newton came on singing it's a heartache, yeah. nothing but a heartache, and so we rewrote the words to um, instead of it's a heartache it's a dead doe, <laughs> nothing but a dead doe and. Um, Anyway, we, we, we pride ourselves on that <laughs> on that rewrite, <laughs> although not many people have heard it. Um, yeah, that one didn't make a record. Though. Th- that was my 20s. The, the, the memory that comes to mind when I kick back to growing up hunting was uh, my father uh, remarried, and uh, uh, there was a place outside of San Antonio, San Antonio where my stepmother lived on like 25 acres, and I got to go out, and, and I had a shotgun and a BB gun and a, and a uh, fishing pole, and a dirt bike. And so every other weekend I'd go visit my dad and he'd be like, go, you got 25 acres to go play in. And I would, I'd go out and shoot doves, blackbirds. I'd catch catfish and perch and I'd ride my dirt bike and, and have a blast. Um, that's one memory. The other memory is my stepdad would take me, uh, bird hunting every season. We'd go mostly dove, uh, but sometimes quail. And for some reason, the memory that comes to mind is one of his best friends, uh, was inside the trailer and I and I remember sitting out by the campfire looking back in the trailer and I heard Bob Seeger on the radio and his his buddy was was drunk doing the dishes and you see this this big burly man spinning around with a, a, a spatula in his hand <laughs> and you can just see like you know the, the top of his torso and his head and he's and he's singing along with the radio and and then you hear thump you know, he, he slips on the grease that's in the kitchen. And, uh, for some reason that's like the memory is, is camp, you know, it's just camps always kind of rowdy and crazy. And, and it was, it was fun. I mean, we're, uh, I watched my stepdad bite the head off of a dove and, you know, and you're learning how to, to clean the animals and, 
uh, it was there's there's a lot of memories like that. For some reason, that that whole Bob Seger <laughs> episode just kicks in my mind. Bob Seger's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these days, I know we've we talked a little bit about just taking our kids. I know you've got twins that are four. I've got and you have twins. Twins that are, that are four. four. It's crazy. And mine just they, they just love. They think whatever dad does is cool. that's right. And so uh, <laughs> they're going to be you when they grow up. Yeah. Well, let's hopefully the girls won't be, but. Uh, <laughs> They're excited about going dove hunting. What do your kids uh, enjoy shooting or hunting? Or they haven't really gotten into that just yet. Uh, the older ones have have pulled the trigger and thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they they think they're going to be uh, singers and of course they and do. have a band. <laughs> yeah, they they think that's what's going to happen. Um, they they love going out and playing soccer and catching uh-huh. playing football and riding uh, bikes and stuff like that. So they they definitely enjoy the outdoors. We just haven't uh, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity. Um, other than the the, the uh, um, Majesty Outdoors shows, uh, we mm-hmm. do get to take the family out there with us. So they're all starting to get a little bit older. The oldest is eight, and uh-huh. so it's it's starting to we're starting to come into that season where uh, we're going to be taking them and we're going to be introducing them to that. They they've all seen uh, dead deer yeah. hanging up in the in the cooler and watched us gut them and, and clean them. And so I'm not sure if that was traumatizing to them yet or not, but. Um, they thought it was pretty cool. They thought it was pretty neat. They're like, okay, okay. And we and you have conversations with them about, okay, this is an animal. God created it, and we're supposed to, you know, we, we hunt them. He gave to them to us yeah. to eat, and so we we're stewards and of we, his creation. We do exactly we go through the whole conversation with them, and they they get it, they understand it, and they're and it makes sense to them. And uh, that that's something I think is really beautiful too. Is like I'm not trying to throw some my my agenda on my kids. I'm telling them what God told me, and if it makes sense to them, then to me, then it then it's the truth. If it yeah. doesn't make sense to them, then you kind of be like, okay, well, what is this? But it does make sense to them. And, and, uh, so I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited about getting them out and making them, uh, like aware of, of, of the, the beauty of, of being out in the nature and, and, and uh-huh. hunting and teaching them how to shoot good. And well, unlike, you know, <laughs> the trend in our society, which I, that word I mentioned on the way over here was anthropomorphism. Yeah, that's and, a big one, man. Yeah, so how many syllables? <laughs> Wait, yeah, I had to look it up. I mean, but no, uh, but basically means the human humanization of of animals. animals yeah. And your kids are not experiencing that. They're seeing dead deer hanging in the skinning shed. They're seeing, hey, this is where food comes from. Because at the end of the day, something dies. Something has to die. That's how we get food. You know, unless you're a vegan, which is a whole nother. Well, the plant has to die. Right. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's, you know, we, we have dominion over the land. I mean. Biblically, God gave us this world and gave us everything in it, and so uh, you know He gave us manna from heaven too. So you yeah. can you can wait on manna, or you can kill the, the animal that He put right in front of you. Yeah. Like what's that story about the person on top of the house when the flood's coming, and they prayed for God to to save him, and somebody came along with a boat. No, I'm waiting for God to save me. Somebody came along with a helicopter. No, I'm waiting for God to save me, and then they drown and get to heaven. It's like, God, <laughs> you were going to save me. He goes, I sent a boat. I yeah. sent a helicopter. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's take a listen to uh, another tune. I think you've got a new one you want to play? Yeah. This is a uh, brand new, uh, just finished writing it, so I'm still kind of working it out. Um, it is, it's called uh, uh, Dancing in the Rain. Street, there's a baby crying. I 
stuff there i like it man thanks man yeah i didn't i didn't notice any kinks being worked out there but. sure which because the first time you heard it you, everything sounds right it sounded great when it i get into the record you'd be like oh yeah okay. so uh any plans are you doing any hunts this fall majesty outdoors yep, uh, i'll be going with majesty outdoors uh we i think we usually go in like november uh-huh. um so so like during the rut good timing yes yes <laughs> yeah. i've had a very strange uh experience down there i keep shooting these uh 
these weird they're, they're like doe deer they they have like antlers but they also have female parts and oh uh, it's really strange they're uh they're called cryptorchid maybe i don't know what they are but yeah. i've shot like two of them huh. <laughs> to go to a different ranch wow. yeah. um no but uh yeah I, lo- I love going down there man it's 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 total blast so i plan on doing that and um i've been invited on a couple different uh dove hunts and it's just trying to find I work on the weekends and all my friends right. work during a week. And so trying to find those days that mesh where I'm not working and they're not working yeah. is, has been for the last 25 years, a little bit daunting task. So. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and all of you guys say the same thing about that and you get invited all the time, but it's always on the weekend. And I tell yeah. them, please don't stop inviting me. Some yeah. of them have stopped and I'm like, Hey man, please don't, please, <laughs> please keep inviting me. Yeah. I know I keep saying no, but like, you know, it kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. It feels good to be invited. Yeah. It feels good to know that at least you want me to be there and I want to be there. Yeah. Uh, we have time for one more tune. I'll do, um, this is off the record before last. It's called All I Need Is You. Bottle sails are broke down, worn out, beat up mess of a home. All the walls falling down, the foundation. And I don't care what they think There's something in the wind Like a whisper in my ear And it's calling in a voice Only I could hear Saying take me and break me down Oh, build me up like new Cause I'm a wreck, I'm a mess I'm a worn out shell Stays through with it. All I need is you. Sitting in the driveway of that home is a truck from my youth. Diamond, but now she's black and blue. We used to fly out on the blacktop, man. We let them horses run. Now it's like she's out the pasture, just sitting in the sun. Still something in the winds, like a whisper in my ear, calling in a voice. Oh. Oh, Lord. 
Well, I think that was a uh, that's a good one to wrap up, man. <laughs> there it's, you go. it's been absolutely a blast having you in studio. You, Whiskey and Pride is the name of the latest record, that's right. the new single. Let's take this outside. Folks can go download that. Uh, check it out. And then if you want to give us your website, social media, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. CoreyMorrow.com. Pretty much all the socials are based off of there. And we're, uh, one thing I would like to talk about real quick is a, a, an event called Go Wheels Up. Oh, cool. Which is our air show, car show, food and music festival. We put it on in San Marcos this May of 2019, and we're going to do it again in, uh, 2020. And we're just trying to pick the, the date at the moment. But, um, we had Brett Michaels of Poison and mm-hmm. Kevin Fowler, we had uh, Dale Watson, Radney Foster, Kyle Hutton, the Los Tex Maniacs. Uh, we had an enormous, wonderful lineup of music. Um, we had uh, an air show with a MiG jet, um, the Red Bull Air Force uh, uh, helicopters, Black Hawk helicopters, mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, we had an A-10 Warthog on the ground. And um, we had... Y'all did it upright. Man, we did. We had, we had uh, uh, Lamborghinis and H1 Hummers, and we had a, a brand-new... Uh, 2019 uh, uh, Ford GT. That thing was beautiful. Mm. Um, and, and, and all kinds of cars. And I put some of my cars in there too. Uh, and I think I, I think I actually won uh, one of the, of course I was a judge, but um, it is, uh, my passion is, is always been cars. And, um, and I obviously love music and food and uh, my buddy loves airplanes. And so we kind of got together and decided to try to do something that uh, encompasses all of it and make a big, fun stink out of it and so we're hoping to do this every single year in san marcus at the san marcus regional airport and it's called go wheels up and the website is go wheels up live and so uh, i just like to encourage people to go there because it's yeah. a it's a total blast and we're gonna keep doing it uh, and keep doing it until we have to kick people out well so make sure you send me the the information yep. once the date is set and we'll get that out thank there you as well. yeah for so sure it's been a treat having you in studio thanks brother you too i mean Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> All right. There he goes. The one and only Corey Morrow. I tell you guys what, what a truly unique individual who is, uh, his perspective on life is, it's uh, insightful to say the least to someone who's been down certain roads and is now living their best life. Uh, so I certainly enjoyed visiting with him both on and off the air. That segment was brought to you by Rudy's True Texas Style Barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and enjoy Rudy's true Texas-style barbecue. Uh, unfortunately, we have got to go, got to get out of here. Thanks to both Caitlin, Lowe's, and Corey, our two guests today. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you guys and gals for tuning in. Uh, there wouldn't be a show without y'all making it a point to stop by every week. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Matters.